This show contains explicit content not suitable for children. Viewer discretion is advised. You are now listening to The Shamar Williams Show. And now, your host, Shamar Williams. Welcome to the Shamal Williams Show. I'm your host, Shamal Williams. And today we have Jonathan and we have Phoenix in the building. Hey, guys. Hi. All right. So I would like y'all to introduce yourselves, tell a little bit about yourselves on this podcast, because our episode today is adult entertainment and lifestyle in the geek and nerd I cut off there for a bit. I just got a phone call. Repeat that again, sorry. So, nah, um, it's just, I'm telling the intro, which is adult entertainment slash lifestyle and geek and nerd culture. And y'all could just introduce yourselves, I guess. Phoenix, you could start first. Hi, I'm Phoenix Sparks, and I am in the adult entertainment industry. Hello, my name is Jonathan. I'm also in the cosplay community and the adult industry as well. So I'm glad to have y'all on board on this episode because it's a lot of information that's needed. So it doesn't feel like I'm BSing people about certain, like about the lifestyles and the geek and nerd culture. So what characterized you, Phoenix, as a nerd and a geek? Well, so growing up, I got into web design and development and decided to go into the field of IT and cybersecurity. Plus, I love to collect my DC comics, of course. (laughs) So uh, you see me at Anthrocon on occasion here in my town. Okay. Yeah. And Jonathan, same question. What makes you a geek and, and nerd? What makes you a geek and nerd? Jonathan? I guess he I guess it was down. Um, once he comes back on. Um, Hello, can you hear me? Hello? Yes, we can. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, okay. Go ahead. So what makes you a nerd and geek? What makes you a nerd and a geek? Well, I've been in the cosplay community for the last 10 years, taking pictures in the cosplay community, also collecting a lot of, you know, comic books, video games, etc. I also enjoy, um, how you call them, I'm going to conventions, Anime NYC, New York Comic Con, any convention out of state as well. Okay. All right. Um, so my other question to y'all is, we noticed that we have we have cosplayers. We got people that likes to dress up. How is it that we can transition into cosplay within the porn industry or the adult entertainment? Anybody? Well, um, I have some girls I've worked with in the past who maybe they work in the nightclubs or they do the OnlyFans and they like to indulge 
with cosplay dedicated to certain animes or video games. So you'll see them release their photo shoots and their little TikTok dances and stuff like that. So I know that's one way. Mm-hmm. And Jonathan? Um, I'm not really into cosplay, to be honest. I mean, I enjoy seeing other people work really hard in their cosplay, you know, when they're, like, sewing and creating their own, I call it, uh, clothing design. And when when I see them work uh, really, really hard on their cosplay and they go out on stage or perform or whatnot, um, I call them... I I always get to like example get to know them take a picture ask them really questions about how, what clothing or what um how you call it what um, uh, shoot what's this thing called what gets them to you know wake up every morning and create their own cosplay and show off to all the people and any convention and any convention yeah. okay um so the next question would be for you Phoenix um. So, um, when you go to cons, do you ever be, like, approached at times regards to, let's say, how you look in your cosplay outfit? Mm, Yeah, so I am one of those people who really likes to wear the cat ears and the collar. As you know, it's associated with pet play. Mm. So I have people come up to me with sometimes questions about that. But it's more just a way to get to know new people, new circles. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Okay. And now we're going to go straight to Jonathan because he does parties. And Jonathan, just tell Mm -hmm. us more about your parties that you host and stuff like that. Well, I've been hosting Kinky Party for the last three years in Manhattan. And, I mean, it all started off in the cosplay community when you when I got a chance to get to know everyone there. And some of them were very shy in talking about, like, for example, their sexuality, or they enjoy cosplaying to express who they're, who they're, who they're not allowed to show who they are. So when I decided to sit down for a bit, I decided to be like, let me try. But it's okay. Jonathan? Okay. Okay. Hello, can you hear me again? Hello? Yeah, we can hear you. So Yeah, sorry about that. It's just my, I guess my connection is pretty bad, but sorry. What I was saying before, um, how I host my kinky parties, I've been hosting for the last three years in Manhattan. And I call them... We uh, we accept everyone from every type, you know, from gays, straight, bi's, uh, cross-dresser, trans. We accept everyone in our community. But again, how we started off, we started obviously from the cosplay community. Once I got to know them and who they are, and they really wanted to be able to express themselves in every shape or form. So that's when I decided to create this type of kinky environment where they're allowed to express themselves, where they're allowed to, you know, Expose of who they who they are and not be discriminated or judged by anybody. Okay. Um, also, Phoenix, do you have any questions for Jonathan since he throws parties like that, or do Jonathan? Do you have any questions for Phoenix about her adult entertainment life? Well, I'll let her answer the qu- ask me a question, and I'll ask her. Okay. 
So, Jonathan, are these parties, are they private? Are they big public events? And how are you hosting them this year? Well, unfortunately, this year I'm not, I'm not hosting any of the parties because due to the pandemic that's going on, I have right. to be responsible and make sure the safety of my community as well. So once this pandemic is 100% clear, then I'll reopen again. But yes, these are private parties that I do. And we only allow people who are into this type of lifestyle. And we always try to keep it uh, drama free. We try to not to have any, you know, toxic people or judgy people into the community. We only allow people who are open minded, who are very respectful to one another. And as we always say, key is key is consent. That's always been our model. Of course. (laughs) Well, I'm so glad that you bring those values to the table. Do you have any questions for me? Yes. Um, hi, Colin. Since this is my very first time getting to know you, mm-hmm. um, yes. hi, Colin. What made you like? What exactly are you in the industry? Like, are you like a stripper? Are you like, uh, like one of the only fan? Or because I, I really don't know you, so that's why I would like to get to know you a little bit more. Yeah. So I do exotic dance. So I have done the strip tease kind of thing in clubs, but I've also been booked uh, for featured gigs where those involve a lot more showmanship. So I'll do performances with buyer fans, which obviously comes with practice, but it's, uh, it's exciting. And actually I share something in common with you, Jonathan. I go to these sex parties on occasion. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But they're private too. And that's why I really admire your, value for consent of course i mean that's one thing that um i've i've seen in other previous parties i won't give out name and anything because the way they run the things as their business but from my point of view i like running it a little bit more professional than others i always have to make sure that everyone's safety is their safety comes first before anything so right. what i've seen in previous party it wasn't like that it was either my <laughs> way or the highway and that's one thing i do not tolerate Especially right. here in New York City. Yeah. Yeah. Because there were parties I, I ain't gonna lie, I've been to, and you'd be like kind of questioning that whole consent aspect because, you know, you just be like, okay, what's going on yeah, here? Yeah, there, ha- there has to be respect on every side, obviously. Right. Right. Respect there and is respect given. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At these parties, you, I mean, my parties personally, I'm not going to give out names either, but I will say sometimes there's some swingers and other types of play involved. And we make sure that everyone knows each other and that boundaries are communicated up front and everyone goes and takes all the safety precautions. And that, that allows for people to be very comfortable with each other. Of course. Of course. And also, What's the difference between the parties now compared to in the 70s and the 60s? Well, that really... actually is a good question. Mm-hmm. In the 70s, if you want me to answer that, in the 70s, there wasn't really that much control. There wasn't that much respect from one another. They just went basically a free-for-all. Right there, they didn't believe in, example, in condoms. They didn't, you know, they wanted just to live for the moment except being example what we do now in the future being respectful being precautions being you know aware of our surroundings 
over there in the 70s, they just really did not care. It was mostly vulgar, mm-hmm. if you don't mind me saying. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and Phoenix, do you have to add to that? or I would say there's just a lot more information these days. Everyone's a lot more informed and educated, so that's helpful. <laughs> okay. And also... Yeah. Um, my other question is leaning towards the um fans. Was it OnlyFans or fans only? Because I get that confused a lot. <laughs> I believe it's, it's called OnlyFans. OnlyFans. <laughs> no, because because yes. you'd be like sitting there saying, "Okay, is it fans only or OnlyFans?" Because every time I turn around, you'd be like, "Oh, fans only," and you'd be like, "Oh, that no, fan OnlyFans." Okay, so <laughs> make an example. Uh, about to ask about the question. All right, when people go to the site, is that more of a what is it? Is it more of a more comfortability than being on on Pornhub or opening their own site? Do fan, uh, I mean, OnlyFans help them develop revenue in a way where they don't have to pay the third person or anything like that? So OnlyFans does take a fee, mm-hmm. and um, obviously they're providing a service, but I believe it's a high percentage goes to the actors or actresses or models. And also I would consider it more ethical because you know that everyone who's on OnlyFans is doing everything on their own terms. Plus it's more of a personal experience. You get a chance to chat with them if you'd like and reach out. Okay. And Jonathan, do you have anything to add or ask? Well, like I said, from my point of view, I really have no um, experience in OnlyFans. I know a lot of people who have opened their accounts and have been doing these type of um, um, these type of things for a while. But OnlyFans is no different than Pornhub or any other industry that's out there. And whatever makes them feel comfortable, if they if they believe that they can work and they want to express the way they are, who are we to judge them? As long as they do with them with consent and they know what they're doing, by all means, I'm no one to judge. And from my mm-hmm. point of view, I've seen a lot of people don't know how to, example, mind their own business or they just want to hate just for hate, except giving out support, which should be given for everyone, no and, matter what it is. Mm-hmm. And do you feel like this is an ongoing trend within the cosplay community or in life oh, in yes, general? Oh, yes, of course. Of course, in life in general and in cosplay. Yeah, absolutely. I see more and more people get on it every day. <laughs> and just spread hateful messages and say about race or like do it really do it really matter whether this person doing it for their amusement or whatever. Cause you know. That's how, you know, people have the right to do whatever they want or express themselves however they want. Uh, the other question is, what makes the porn industry interested so much that to trans, like, interested so much that put in the cosplay, like, join into the geek uh, fandom or the geek culture? What makes porn more interesting than joining that? I'll, I'll let Phoenix uh, take this one. Just, um, can you guys just continue talking? I just have to do something for one minute. Sure. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Okay. So the question was about 
what makes porn so interesting that it has decided to take up cosplay? Yeah, cosplay and the nerd and geek culture, which is the Marvel comics, the DC, the video game genre, and all that. Do you think? Do you think it has something to do with it with uh and all that other stuff joining in? I think it has a lot to do with the fan base, but also there's a lot of performers who are very passionate about these interests too. Like I work with girls who are either in Playboy or in porn or in Penthouse, and they really love these comics or these shows. So they take a lot of pride in being able to make it fun, make it sexy. Personally, I did a fun show where I wore like this schoolgirl outfit and a shirt that said talk nerdy to me and the glasses. I did a geeky thing and it was a fun strip tease. I did it down in Alabama. So I think it's more just trying to make it real because when we read the comics or we dress up as cosplay, we're in a fantasy. Mm -hmm. So being able to bring that into our real lives and have fun with it, I think it brings a lot of joy. So it's more like role playing pretty much. Yes. Right. Exactly. Okay. And also, um, Jonathan, you're back. Yes, I'm back. Okay. So I was asking Phoenix to, you know, porn transitioning into, I mean, the nerd and geek culture with the cosplay and stuff. So how do you feel about that as well? Yeah. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? Knocked out. I think we lost you. Yeah. All right. So here, here, jump back on. Uh, so fall said, "Oh, he's back." Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. I'm sorry. I had to. I had to re. I had to reconnect again. I apologize. No, that was cool. So, how do you feel about the cosplay, Marvel, the nerds and geek content joint participate in the porn? Well, I seen I seen nothing wrong with it. I actually see some of the videos that I have seen or I have done in my past are very, you know, creative and it opens up like different doors of, you know, kinky kinky lifestyle. And it, it helps out other people that they want to, you know, contribute. It's just like in every every fan, they have their own creativity and they want to share and explore it. You know, and and when people see it, they want to share with other people, and then they want to either recreate it or do something better. Okay, got you. And do we always have people that basically join this type of crusade of cosplay and adding cosplay into the porn just to basically do it just out of oh, I don't, I'm not interested, but I'm just doing it just to make money. And do you feel like it's the same way as cosplay? Well, in my line of work, when I worked at Pornhub in my past, mm. it was it was kind of both. It was mostly the entertainment and to make money as well. Mm-hmm. But it, the thing is, it, it, there's always a lot of challenges, and it comes mostly with example schedules. There are some people that can keep up with schedules, and there are other people that can't keep up with schedules. And especially in, in the Pornhub industry, you have to have a schedule. Without a schedule, you can't, you know, keep up by making the money or by, um, or by you know, entertaining the people who are watching your show. 
Okay. Um, so I thought of something and I was saying, how would y'all okay, let's say if I gave y'all the power to basically create your own com Comic Con. Mm-hmm. How would you introduce the adult entertainment lifestyle into this, like from scheduling, performance, and everything else? How would you do it? Let's say you ran New York Comic Con. How would you run it? I'll let Phoenix go for a second. Okay. Hmm, that's a really interesting question. I think to introduce it, I wouldn't put it everywhere because I know that's not everyone's jam. So, but I would definitely make an area where people can go and they have a safe space to express themselves and whatnot and have some speakers come on a panel and talk about sexuality and porn and sex work and um being a cosplayer or all of those things so i think it would be nice for other people to connect and know there's others out there like them and learn (laughs) (laughs) so but also have like a little dance party at the end kind of like a rave I'm definitely there. Yeah. Um, also, um, is Jonathan still there? Or... Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. So the same question to you. How would you create that con? Well, like like Phoenix said before, it'd actually be pretty difficult to just share it in the public just like that. I think it should be promoted through website, which is, I guess, less easy to have access to. Mm-hmm. And people have to prove of age and whatnot. But if all the requirements is accepted through the website and whatnot, then they should, like I said before, my previous um, thing and that I said, they should have it at the Java Center with so much space and everything. They should have like an after party because as you see in every convention, they close like around maybe six o'clock, seven o'clock, sometimes eight o'clock. Um, they should try to have it like around nine o'clock all the way maybe to 3 a.m. since the city at that time closes, you know, everything shuts down at that time. And they have to have a lot of securities, a lot of, you know, uh, safety precautions to make sure everyone's safe and it has to be 21 and up. And, you know, obviously they'll have a DJ, they have drinks, just like any other type of party. And just have those type of people who are into it or curious join. And, you know, that's how I think it should be run. Okay. Now, have anybody been to Exotica before? I have not. I would love to hear about it, though. Jonathan. I have been. I've, I've been. I've been to it one time with a couple of friends. We went there. It was actually a very nice environment, very welcome environment, not judgmental at all. And mm-hmm. actually, if there is another one next year, hopefully, um, I would love to go there again. Okay, I've been there before too. It's like he says, a very welcoming environment. You know, everybody is down to earth, uh, even the porn stars, the dancers, they talk to you. It's really a great time. Like, they do have parties. You do get invited. Yeah. So, it's real. Now, have you, like, for you, what events have you been to that was more adult entertainment friendly? Um, Mm. I went to ED Expo and ED stands for Exotic Dancer Expo last year. So much like Exotica, there's porn stars and there's strippers or 
future entertainers, whatever you want to call them. Mm. And so you can go talk to them, say hi, catch their shows, catch the awards, go to the after parties. Uh, But it's usually hosted in Vegas. And then the other thing I went to is Burning Man, which is an event. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've heard of it. And it's a very open-minded event. So you meet a lot of interesting people who are very expressive. And it's really cool to see that. Now, for you, on Phoenix, have you ever expressed to other porn stars or besides the ones that's in your friend circle, besides the ones that's in your circle, like those that's mm-hmm. outside that you are a nerd or a geek, you're interested in stuff, or happen to bring up something and they just looked at you like, what? Of course. <laughs> so my one close friend, you can find her OnlyFans. She's Octavia's Grace. She's a personal friend of mine. I've been on her OnlyFans with her. So her and I, she respects my nerdy stuff. Um, but she doesn't always like on the same kind of wave. She's not as much of into the comic books and stuff, but like she appreciates it and she's great. But then there's also people who've never heard of anything cosplay related. I don't know. You get a mixed basket. <laughs> yeah. And and Jonathan, um, have you ever ran into somebody that let's say you was hosting your parties? That was like, what is this? I'm just here for, you know what? But all this other stuff is like kid stuff. Well, I had a lot, and when I first started off at the party, people were a little bit, little bit confused of mm-hmm. what we done because we just called it the kinky lifestyle, but we didn't have any, uh, we didn't have any high call, we didn't have any. Any like information like how we want to run things? We want to actually do a swinger party. That's all we wanted to do. But at the same mm-hmm. time, well, not all people are into the swinger lifestyle. People are into like different type of culture, kinky stuff, um, BDMs, or you know a lot of other stuff that they have there. So what we decided to do is just do how do I say? It? Give everything, every single thing that they do, any type of fetish that they're into, is welcome here. The only thing that we do not allow, like I said before, is um, how you call it, golden showers or any stuff like that because that does cost a lot of hype maintenance but any other fetish that they're into like shoes um whatever they're into leather stuff we allow that 100 percent. okay so no golden showers um there was (laughs) one called mutilation like people that actually like to cut themselves while having sex there's those that's like to put needles in themselves i heard a knife play now I heard about the whipping. Those occur in, in various uh, swinger parties, right? Yes. We have the whipping. We have the candle wax. We have, you know, any type of, you know, you know, tortured things. We have that. But cutting themselves, that's actually pretty new. That I didn't know, to be honest. And because that never actually happened in any of my parties at all. So... And how about you, well, Phoenix? Have you ever seen anything that you wouldn't expect to be a fetish or anything like that? Hmm. I've personally worked with foot fetish, armpit fetish, <laughs> um, hair. Uh, I mean, sadomasochist stuff. I would say 
being around a swingers party, if you've never been around it before, where people are having group sex and switching off partners can be a little overwhelming if it's your very first time. But, you know, once you get introduced to it, I think it can be a lot of fun. Okay. I saw Fuck Saw. That was great. (laughs) Wait, what happened? (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? It's where they have a dildo and it's attached to a piece of machinery and it moves back and forth and you can adjust the speeds like a saw but it's crazy fast or slow whatever (laughs) i never knew the name of it that was the thing i just never knew the name of it so (laughs) um you know (laughs) um but yeah, our pit fetish is kind of unique. I never heard of anything like that before. But um, yeah, uh, but I did hear about like people dressing up in, uh, let's say, like those mascot type outfits and having sex, which is kind of unique and weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, you know, I never seen it seen but it's just a list of things that I'm looking at that occurs or people do to keep themselves entertained. I guess it's more of a way to keep themselves entertained and enjoying sexuality enjoying the sexuality. Now do you think this is one of the problems that you know we have when it comes to marriage and relationships where people don't tell the their partners um their true feelings or the true fantasies and stuff like that and this is why we have divorce so do you think people need to open up more explain their true fantasies within the the bedroom or before they get into the bedroom or before they get married absolutely a hundred percent but also not just communicate what their fantasy is but communicate the urgency like if it's something you actually want to do or if it's just something you want to talk through. Cause I know there's a lot of people who have fantasies and they just want to talk about it, but don't have mm-hmm. the courage to maybe try it. Okay. And Jonathan? Well, as of me, I'm in an open relationship and we, before I started my relationship with my girlfriend about four years now, um, we already discussed our terms and condition of what we can and cannot do. But that's the thing about being in a relationship or being married. If both partners communicate very well and they know what they're getting themselves into and they consent 100% of what they're going to do, then yeah, it, it could be, you know, it could be fun and adventurous and whatnot. But if both partners are not agreed to it, or, or or they didn't know what they're agreeing to, it, it's best to inform them in the beginning, in the very, very beginning, before doing anything. But like I said before, if both partners agree and they know what they're getting themselves into, then yeah, there should be a lot of communication and a lot of, you know, debates before doing anything. Mm. Both of y'all said it very well. Mm. <laughs> um, and also... Well, I was going to say, now with the, sorry to make this short because it's one other thing. Now, we're going to talk about hentai. Have anybody watched hentai or any type of anime that shows explicit sex into it? Hmm, I've watched a little bit of hentai, but I usually like to just watch 
really interesting porn where they're like dressed up as Star Wars characters or maybe on hoverboards. <laughs> hey, that's actually pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> or I mean, I watched, I used to watch in my high school years a couple of hentais and whatnot. It was pretty interesting and everything, but as you get older and everything, you want to kind of see the real thing, not any, you know, drawn picture things. I mean, it is creative and it is very interesting to watch. But then again, every like everybody else, you want the real stuff, you know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, because after a while, it's like, put away those adolescent things, not childish things, adolescent things, and get mm-hmm. the meat the meat and potatoes pretty much <laughs> so a lot of you know people are you know i still see grown adults watch uh, anime um and yeah sometimes you'll be like oh yeah it is but it's not like actually going to a was it a swingers club or um strip club or any type of club where it's physically arousing now for you, Miss Phoenix, yes. I guess you do a lot of fi- like fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> like you said yeah, in the beginning. So men do get aroused when it comes to you doing these fire demonstrations and stuff like that. Do I get aroused? You or do the guy get aroused? Or men? I think the guys get aroused, but for or. I guess for me, I like to shock people. It's that shock factor that's fun. So sometimes, don't try this at home, kids, but <laughs> if I'm bringing the fire on my skin for a little bit or licking the fire, it can be really shocking and scary for some people, but it's an adrenaline rush for me too. And mm-hmm. maybe it's the adrenaline that I'm attracted to. So, yeah. It's more just because it's out there awesome yeah and then um jonathan do you i know it well it, it is uncensored so <laughs> do you have okay. any fetishes or anything out there that you like to just say that you prefer because this is just table talk well like I said, since I am in an open relationship, I mean, we already have done the the basic thing what an open relationship has done. Example, threesome, um, mm-hmm. going out in, in public, like at a park or at a movie theater and having fun or whatever. But I, I always wanted to try to do something like, example, I mean, this is cliche or whatever, but having like sex at a beach or at a, ho- on a rooftop at a hotel at Las Vegas. Um, you know, things that I haven't done and very difficult to do because they're not as easy. It might be easy for some people, but not everybody. Not everybody. And yeah. and I agree with you on that one. And I think Phoenix as well, because like she said, she's an adrenaline junkie. Me, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to say like this. I'm the scaredy cat until I'm put in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, okay, let's do this right here. I'm like, yo, what if somebody opens the door? Or what if somebody does this? But then when you get into it, it's the fear just disappears because it's like, I guess the adrenaline, the the moment of despair, you're just right in the moment. So it's like, it just everything just go out the window where whether you get caught or not. But no one tells I ain't the scaredy cat type guy at the time, <laughs> in the beginning. 
So, like being on an airplane having sex in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the Mile High Club. Yeah. Or what's another one that people fantasize? Like you said, Jonathan, that having sex on the beach. Um, have anybody thought about having sex on a rooftop of the, like, I think, let's say a rooftop of the World Trade Center? Wow, I would brag about that if I ever did it. I mean, the only thing that I went further and I brag a lot about is having sex during work at my night shift. <laughs> That's awesome. That's something that people don't believe, but I have proof. <laughs> well, I could say one thing I did do. <laughs> um, cool. It was in high school. Um, I had sex in the teacher's lounge. <laughs> oh my goodness! Not with That's a teacher, bold. not with a teacher, but with a fellow student. So <laughs> That's dope. And nobody found out. Not even the principal, vice principal, that walked in. And I was like, "How the heck you did in front?" Oh my goodness. I think one of the wilder places I had sex would be on the hood of the car on the side of a busy highway. So there were people driving past, but I figured, what are they going to do? Stop? <laughs> They're not going to do it. The show. They like, look, we don't want to cause a major accident, but. <laughs> yeah. I was not expecting that one when I was in high school. And that one was crazy because somebody could have just been looking on a tractor trailer like, yeah, but oh my God. <laughs> Accident. And <laughs> I think yours takes the cake, honestly. <laughs> what? Who? Yours. That was like unexpected. Jonathan, that was unexpected, bro. Yeah, very. <laughs> Because the girl did, made the move on me, and I was like, <laughs> Hey, when you get a chance, you'll take it, man. I took it. I was scared, but I took it. <laughs> oh, God. Um, at least, you know, we we had some crazy moments. All of us have, especially in this uh, show. Like, the guests, me, you know, sex is, it has no boundaries. It has no no desire of uh, denying somebody of uh, who they are or what they're what they're interested in or anything. It's just a matter well, of us accepting what we like and just implement it into sex. Mm -hmm. As adults, we have to learn to be mature about it because I still feel as though we still have a lot of adults that claim that they're adults, but they really are children when it comes to oh, maturity and stuff like that. So anybody have any questions for each other? Me? Mm, um, when am I going to get invited to your party, Jonathan? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, you are welcome to join this one thing. I haven't, well, I haven't gave them a specific about my party, but before the pandemic came over, ladies were always for free to get in. So, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, if you wanted to ever come down to New York and Manhattan, you're welcome to join. Yes, please. Actually, I have a question. I want to hear your craziest 
sex nerd related either one experience like the craziest thing you ever saw or were a part of okay so at age 19 i -hmm. went to my first um bondage party Uh yes and a bit and a long time ago i was dating this um lawyer who was like i guess 26 at a time yeah. And I was 19, so I was, like, very young. And she was very old, but she has, like, the young face, though. Very young face. African-American. And she took me to... I thought she was taking me maybe to a club or something like that. But when I got in there, I was hearing yelling, screaming. I'm like, what the hell is that? And the cashier guy in front was like, oh, we have to hang our coats. And it was, like, $30. So I'm like, give us a coat. I'm like, okay, here you go. And then the minute they opened the door, I saw my eyes were blown what I've seen, what I witnessed. And I was scared for the first time because I never seen a girl get hung from her two legs, her two arms, and get beaten with whips, candle waxed all over her body. And you know, the little clippers that they use to hang the clothes all over her vajayjay, all over her nips, and being tortured so, so badly, I was scared. My virgin eyes popped out. I'm like, where are you taking me? Are you going to kill me? <laughs> I'm looking at I'm looking at her. I'm like, you're a lawyer, right? So you should know the law. Like, what are you doing? I was like so scared. <laughs> and he's like, oh, don't worry. He's like, we're going to have a lot of fun and everything. Like, I'm like, I was scared. I'm like, my God, why am I here? I'm like looking around and shit. And then I see people getting hit. I see this guy, one guy getting tied up by his hand and blindfolded and getting hit in the back and on the side of the whip he's getting basically anal pleasure in the back with the whip at the same time oh, wow. and i'm like i'm like oh my god what the fuck and <laughs> and i'm like and i'm like okay you ready to play i'm like not i'm like not like them i'd rather do the normal things like you know it's like, like don't worry we have our own separate room we can have fun and whatever and I'm like, okay. So I go to it was a nice red room, all dark with a cage and everything. So I get in. I make sure if I if I'm gonna get in the cage, she goes in first because I'm not gonna get locked up or kidnapped or anything like that. So she got in the cage. I get in the cage with her. She wanted to do some candle wax. So I never done candle wax in my life. So she told me it's easy. All you gotta do is just put the candle through my chest and my nips. Just like that. So I'm like, okay. So I'm pouring it little by little. But the thing is, my hand was still shaking because of what I experienced. And by accident, I have to make the whole candle wax on top of her chest. She was creaming with pain, but pain of joy. And I'm oh. like, oh, she's into that. And I'm like, okay, it's your turn now. I was like, um, can you guys go? I'm like, don't worry, I'll go slow. I'll go slow. And then she started pointing it, putting it on my chest and little bit little. And then she did the same thing what I did there. She thought I, I was joking around, just poured it on purpose, but I my hands were shaking. She literally on purpose just threw the whole thing on me. I'm like, ah! I started screaming so freaking loud. I see my poor nips all red and shit. And you know how they, they peel the, the candle wax out of you? I was, right. I was in pain. I was at pain at first, but then I, I felt it. I'm like, oh shit, I like it. I'm like, is this side of me? I, I didn't know. Like, holy shit. So now she wanted me to put a candle wax in her spine. That goes down her ass crack. And I poured it on her back. And it felt gently nice and smooth. And it went all the way to her ass crack. Completely closed. And then she she was already getting in the mood. And wanted to have sex. So I'm like alright. Let me let me open it up with my finger. Like no no no. You're not going to open it up with your finger. You're going to open it up with your dick. I'm like oh. Alrighty then. <laughs> like You don't got to ask me twice. <laughs> And from there on, and from there on, my kinkiness at that age 
exploded tremendously, learning new things and whatnot. Obviously, me and her didn't really last very long because uh, of circumstances. I won't go into detail. But I do, I do, I am happy that she introduced me to this lifestyle because if she didn't, then I wouldn't not be able to know what I'm capable of doing. So that I'll give her the thanks. Hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, that's so fun. <laughs> me, uh, the only thing that was crazy was the high school thing <laughs> and trying to think of anything else. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, first time going to a swingers club and you just sitting there in a maze, like you see everything and you're like, Wow. It was like <laughs> it was like like think of you being a kid in a candy store, but at the same time it's like being in a lottery for the uh for Comic Con. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. <laughs> But as far as that is concerned, like that's the only thing I could really got was the high school moment. So uh, everybody till this day, if if y'all heard it, when y'all hear it on this on on the show, y'all gonna be like, oh wow, you have better moment than I did. I'm like, no, that was just me being panicky. Like I didn't expect it. So um, um I'm just blank at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Well, other than that, it looked like she got disconnected. Oh, um, oh, she back. Hi, welcome back. Hi. Uh, what, what about you, Phoenix? Oh, so this is a fun story. I was working at a gentleman's club downtown, and we had a returning customer, and he worked in IT. So he was a tech guy, computer guy, pretty nerdy, and, you know, seemed docile. So he goes upstairs, gets one of the champagne sweet deals, and he had nine girls up there, and he wanted to do, like, body shots. So he was drinking all of this crown royal, getting very drunk. We were all having a lot of fun. Next thing you know, he wanted to get whipped. So we took turns whipping him with his belt and kind of teasing him and having fun joking around. And I mean, we whipped him so hard. His butt was so red. Well, this one girl, she was having a lot of fun and somehow they brought food in. And food play started happening. And I, we've all heard of food play, but I had never witnessed it on this level. She had a mozzarella stick and she put it in your, you know, hoo-ha, putty cat. And he, the guy was down there eating the cheese stick from the, like, in eggs. And I'm so shocked. I had never seen that before in my life. And you know what? She took another mozzarella stick and did it again. And I'm dying. I'm laughing so hard because I had never seen that in my life. I mean, she was flexible. She had her legs up pretty high. Um, And so that was a really, we were up there for maybe three hours. Maybe he spent $80,000. I'm not kidding. So Wait, that was, 
Yes. So that was probably the craziest experience because this was at work. This was at a gentleman's club. So (laughs) that was probably my craziest story. And it was a guy in IT. So he could have been sitting next door in your cubicle. Just just pretty much like, hey, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just basically going to fix your computer. Undercover free. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, to be honest with you, ever since I did, because originally the original idea when I first did this show, I always admire a certain radio show host as a kid. Even though I wasn't supposed to be watching his shows because they were very raunchy. (laughs) And y'all already got a hint who I'm talking about. Yes. That's not the feeling. Um, his name, well, of course, Howard Stern. He's he does. Oh wait, America's Got Talent. But it was just something about his show because I was the one that watched his movie that came out. I listened to his shows and everything else, and I was like, "Hey, I want my radio show to be just like him, but I want it with a different spin." I actually got that wish. Congrats. Wow. Congratulations and thank you so much for having me be a part of it. Uh, thank y'all because basically it wouldn't be the way it is if it wasn't for y'all, too. <laughs> thank you. You know, because I wanted different, you know, things. Because if you look at my show list, the way things are, I want the controversial comments about how they feel about Black Lives Matter. I want the uh, people to understand how nerd and geek life is. I want people to understand how being black in America is. And our la- my last episode of this um of the of the season of this show would be being I mean, what is it? I'm trying to think what the uh, and, and the funny thing about it, I wrote it down and I already forgot cuz me and somebody was going back and forth about it and I was like united we stand and divided we and I just left it silent. And I feel like making a reasons why I wanted to do this up ep- that episode is because I think it's a lot of people that live in glass houses within the black mm-hmm. community, within the suburbia. A lot of people that live in glass houses because they don't know everybody's struggle. They assume because of their circle, but they just don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, and even with me, I don't know. I don't know everybody's struggle. I don't know, but that's that's the reason why I'm doing that show because it's just too much of this bickering back and forth. And I think in order us to unite, first we have to understand each other. So exactly, you know, and that's the thing that we need is to understand each other. Why you assume this? Why you assume that? Let me give you some insight of what why is that wrong. But we got too much bickering back and forth. And that's why I was doing this episode because a lot of people don't think nerds and geese really are into sex like this. <laughs> they watch the Steve Burkles, they watch the the nerdiest person on the show. But you know what? If you haven't seen Animal House, that's the perfect example of how nerds are <laughs> and geese. <laughs> or the big bang theory. Or get revenge <laughs> of the nerds. <laughs> like, to be honest with you, our sex drive is way more better than I think an average person. 
being I out. think sometimes I'm too much for some people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, it all depends on the individual. <laughs> but at the same time, I really feel as though nerds and geeks, sexuality, and because we explore more. Once we see how it is, we explore more, but we always use protection. Yes. You yes. know. And that's the part of us being nerds and geeks. You know, adult entertainment, lifestyle, and a nerdy geek culture. Perfect you know, combination. Huh? You know, it is. Everybody be looking up in the hip-hop industry say, oh, this dude get this girl, he get that girl, but... In reality, they don't. <laughs> no, I'm being real realistic because I used to work in radio stations and reality is they don't get those women. You know, nine times out of ten, it's like if they do get them, it's like one night stand, they don't see them again. Right. So, everybody, please announce your social media. I'll let Phoenix go first. I am Phoenix Sparks underscore official on Instagram. Give me a follow and check out my content. Send me a message. I'll be posting all kinds of fun stuff. And Jonathan? Well, I only have my Facebook. I don't have any other social media besides Facebook, but I do have a YouTube channel where I do go to sex expos and any other type of kinky convention. But my my full name on Facebook is uh, Jonathan capital A dot Quito, Q-U-I-T-O. Um, also, my kinky group is called JQ Kinks of New York. And my YouTube channel to follow, uh, to, you know, see what I go through every day um, is JQ's World. Okay. And I'm your boy, Shamal Williams. You can catch me on the Instagram, Shamal Williams Show. And right now, we signing off. We are out of here. Thank you for listening. Thank <laughs> you.